0: Well, last year was pretty hard to predict. We're going to try and see if we can do a little better for you, predicting 2021. The Access Louisville podcast is coming up next. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Jason Thomas. Good to be here. Haley Cawthon. Hi there. Shea Van Hoy. Howdy. You guys can tell in my voice that I've got a lot of people in the <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> Timmons.
1: Hi-hi.
0: Sarah Shadburn. Hey. And Marty Finley. How's it going? Yeah, that's right. We brought the full house back. We figured we'd do it one more week. But suspiciously, I bet they're maybe recording on the same day, right? Uh, One after the other. (laughs) Anyhow, Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Typically, we bring you the latest news and opinions on Louisville. But we're recording this one in advance because of the holidays and wanted to bring you our predictions for 2021. We had a really fun time doing this last year. And then a few weeks ago, uh, we went back and revisited the predictions that we made and we were way off except for brooke uh who won the whole we had a contest to see who won the, who got the most right and it was brooke um and she's like looking at me like no we didn't do a bad job you did a bad job i <laughs> did a great job so anyway uh i've asked our panelists to try to think of some predictions to make uh and and try and be local they don't all have to be local if you guys have a a few national ones i think last year uh larson predicted the uh ravens would win the super bowl so uh you know stuff like that is fine um but uh I, i'm gonna try and keep mine local uh and i'll start us off uh and it, this is hilarious me and jason thomas independently made this the, the exact same predictions i'm just gonna give you one of them right now and then I'll it, everybody <laughs> else can. it was but so my, weird yeah my first uh my first prediction is that there's going to be a clash, a legal clash, or a war of words in the press between the uh, uh, Louisville Metro government and the Cordish Company, which operates uh, 4th Street Live. I think, um, in spite of the circumstances with COVID, uh, uh, you know, really shutting down the restaurant corridor downtown, uh, I think the city is going to pressure them to try and find tenants for 4th Street Live. I think they I hadn't read their contract, but I uh, assume they're contractually obligated to, to keep a lively place downtown and uh, it's certainly not lively right now we've lost a couple of tenants this year Jim beam closed uh, a few weeks ago and then uh, we just heard this week that uh, hard Rock cafe closed and there's been other uh, kind of closures around that area as well so uh, so I think there's going to be a conflict between the city and um, and and Qu- Cordish company that that operates that venue. Yeah. Uh, so that should be interesting to watch play out, uh, Jason. I'm going to start with you on uh, on predictions here. Did you come up with a different one?
2: <laughs> I had a scramble. I did. But going back to Fourth Street Live real quickly, you know, there was some conversation on social media yesterday after uh, you know the Hard Rock story ran about the future of Fourth Street Live and what it might look like, and a lot of people are hoping for like a you know a locally owned. Uh, focus uh, reimagining if you will of that area and i think you know something like a nulu on steroids or something i think that would be so cool with a mix of
0: restaurants even you know business like i'm really eager to see what might happen i know people are critical of fourth street Live for being very touristy and not very locally uh but uh a couple of the places were local there uh, including Mm -hmm. um um Ed Lee's place, uh, whiskey, whiskey
2: drive,
0: yeah. um, and there was a there was a few other um, kind of local spots, but it was very touristy. Uh, you know, it wasn't it? D- didn't seem like a place where a lot of Louisvillians went to hang out, except for the people that worked right there, which we did. So, uh,
3: all right, so for a prediction,
0: prediction time, uh,
2: prediction time. Put on my crystal ball here. I think that Louisville is going to be home to a a, a new headquarters for a for an ink. Is it Inc. five five thousand Fortune five million Fortune five hundred Fortune five <laughs> <Inc>. hundred <laughs> Inc. five thousand? I think it's more of a. I think it's going to be kind of a. Tech yeah, Inc. five
0: thousand seems more likely.
2: Yeah, Inc. Inc. five thousand. I think we're seeing some uh, a groundswell with, with some tech innovation, with like what the Rosenthal's are doing that Haley uh, recently wrote about with uh, renovating the building there on Fourth Street. So I think I think we're going to see a little more action here uh, mm. on, on that front here in Louisville.
0: That's a good one. I'd love to see that. I know there's a couple of Inc. 5000 companies here, right, Shay? But I can't remember who, uh, who all we have on that roster, but um, hopefully see some more. <laughs> That's for T- sure.
3: Yeah, TKT and Associates was in the top 10 this past oh, year. Oh, wow. Top
0: 10. Jeez. Okay. Yep. Um, let's see. Haley, you got a prediction for us?
1: Yeah, you said specific, uh specific and local. Um, I'm gonna give you kind of a general one first. Um I think it's going to be a make or break year for restaurants. Um I yeah. think a lot of a lot of people just literally dragged themselves across the finish line that is 2020 this year. Like they are on they are hanging by multiple threads and like mm-hmm. every few weeks one of those threads gets gets cut and another place is close. Um, So I think it's really going to be a make or break year in terms of like if restaurants can recover um, or they'll have to pivot to like other concepts that are not so uh, cost heavy or Mm -hmm. labor intensive and that type of thing. Um, But for specific predictions, um, I was going to say, I think I think this new restaurant group uh, led by Steve, Steve Ritchie, the former CEO of Papa John's, is going to be making headlines continuously next year. Um, I bet you're right about that. I just talked with Steve uh, today, actually, about, you know, his growth plans for Louvino. He just acquired that uh, restaurant concept with five locations from Chad Coulter and um, Lauren Coulter um, on Monday is when they officially took over. And so he talked about growth for that concept, but he also told me about um, some other concepts that he might be interested in and like how he'd like to scale them and that type of thing. So I think it's going to be a big year for that group as well as, um, Chad Coulter's other concept, biscuit belly, biscuit belly, um, launched a, uh, national franchising effort, mm-hmm. um, just a couple of weeks ago. I guess that was in October. Um, so I think we'll hear some big news out of biscuit belly coming in 2021. So those are my two, two kind of restaurant predi- predictions. Um, and then my, my last prediction, I wanted to
0: can, – Can you hold stole. that thought? Because I was going to go yeah. through once and then go through again.
1: Oh, so we just do one and then we – Yeah, go. just do oh, one right Sorry. <laughs> <Okay>. um,
0: <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Shay, how about you?
3: Uh, I just thought of mine like two minutes ago because I couldn't think of any. Mm-hmm. Um, so my prediction is that the <laughs> – uh, and I hope I don't steal any ones um, – that the Kentucky Derby will not be run the first Saturday in May uh this year again Mm. because i think
4: that is a bold prediction i think that
3: yeah i think that um there's will still be too many uncertainty to have big crowds and i think they're going to play their hand that if they hold it later in the summer or early in the fall that they're going to be able to have a half full house or a full house and so i think that the lure of the crowd and you know uh, the extra tens of thousands of people you might gain by waiting four or five months is going. Are to, you
0: <laughs> suggesting that someone's going to make a decision based on
3: financial? I, yes, <laughs> yes, oh, a, yes. A public company with shareholders might make that <laughs> yeah. decision. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, that's my my prediction. Um, I know everyone would are probably gonna be longing for, you know, the first Saturday in May and everything that brings to the city. But I just think that you know being able to fill hotel rooms. Fill the stands, fill the restaurants. If there's a way better chance of that happening in September again, or September this year than uh, next year than than May, I think that that'll be pushed back.
0: That is a bold local
2: prediction. I'm gonna hop on board with that one. I like it. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. All right, Brooke, can
0: you top that? Miss,
4: <laughs> I don't think Miss, I, I won last year. <laughs> And now I feel like so much pressure and now my predictions are not that great for next year. Um, But uh, I was going to say that I think that we are going to see some more um, creativity out of our arts organizations. Um, I thought it was really interesting that I got a Christmas card from the Louisville Orchestra and it had a QR code um, that you could scan and it started playing a concert from them. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And I thought
4: that was like a virtual concert that they had uh, recorded. So um, I, I hope and think that some more innovation like that is going to come out of our arts or arts organizations in the next year because they need us, they need us, um, uh, they need our support and, um, seeing fun things like that and innovations from them is, uh, is pretty cool. So
3: nice.
0: All right, Sarah, what you got,
4: man, I don't
0: mm. <laughs> <laughs> really
5: have something that's super, um, Good, but uh, I feel like just generally something that I've seen in talking to people, uh, especially at the last half of the year, has been um, a lot of people striking out on their own. Like I feel like uh, my prediction is a little more like individualistic, I guess, where I feel like more people are going to start. Um, striking out on their own and starting their own businesses. I feel like we've written a lot of uh, stories like that recently, but I feel like with the pandemic and the, the takeover of work from home and everything going virtually, um, I feel like a lot of people have had time to sit at, sit at home and think about what they truly want. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people want to own their own businesses. It seems like. Um, So I feel like we're going to see a lot more of that. And I don't know. I just feel like the culture This is super general, but I feel like um, the workplace corporate culture is going to become less uh, rigid with like um, rules and like, it dress,
0: already dress codes go in that, <laughs> yeah. Way. yeah you know what's weird we work in a very like our office was already laid back, um I mean, we right. were like you know we dressed up, but like I wonder what it's like if you work in one of these real top down companies that's like super strict and yes, sir, yes, ma'am, and that sort of thing, whereas we're just kind of, we've always yeah. been pretty chill, but I know there's companies out there that are they are much more uh, a traditional hierarchy. I wonder what it's gonna be like there. That's kind of makes me wonder. So.
4: <laughs> there was uh, a company that I follow that is selling yoga pants that are like like workwear, like you wow. know that traditional like menswear fabric, like houndstooth and all of that. They were making yoga pants with those and I'm fully on really? board with that. <laughs>
0: Send you the business, link. Yoga <laughs> business yoga pants. Business
1: yoga yeah. pants. Give me the link. I know where to
0: There's someone. <laughs> yes, run with that idea. So I was
1: gonna. I was gonna say my husband works for Stockyards Bank, and banking environments have, you know, been pretty professional. You know, they dress business professional and stuff. And uh, Scott's he works in a in Stockyards corporate office, and his boss the other day got onto him because everyone else has been wearing jeans and kind of casual clothes. Um, and Scott is the only one that's still showing up to work in like dress pants. And like, <laughs> he stopped, he stopped wearing a tie, but he is the only person I know that like prefers business professional clothes and Stockyards has been like pretty lax on their dress code pretty lately um, since the pandemic started.
0: Yeah. But. Leave it to the bankers uh, to, to be, uh, <laughs> to kind of, Still, still want to wear uh, shirts and ties. I, I, I wore a tie once this year since the pandemic, started, but that was it. Um,
2: <laughs> reminds me of the scene in that's Major League that. when Charlie Sheen has a ripped off shirt with a tie. You know,
3: <laughs> look like a banker on those. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Classic.
2: Yeah, it's also
3: amount. interesting to like just see on social media what people consider comfortable during this time. Yeah. Like I wear jeans every day because that's like the most comfortable thing. I don't like sweatpants, and so like in the summer I wear shorts you know at my my desk and then like some people are like I haven't worn jeans in you know nine months because to me that's like getting stuff wearing something to go outside of the house and I'm like oh that's what I wear every day like yeah same here I
4: would agree I wear jeans most days because they hold me accountable (laughs) that's a
0: good one yeah uh I don't like working in pajamas because then I I don't know it just feels um it's like too casual and I don't, I don't want to be that casual. Uh, so yeah. I always, uh, I do wear t-shirts, but, uh, but never, uh, but always jeans, you know, in the summer, like Shakespeare yeah. or in the winter, like Shakespeare, Marty, what you
6: got for us? I wore business pants last week for no reason, just to feel <laughs> just to feel normal, old, I guess. Not a tie, old, but just the void. Oh business pants Finley. <laughs> yeah. So but after all, I was like, oh, this is a stupid idea. I should have put on jeans. I was like not feeling it after about noon. Um, <laughs> as for my prediction. Um so you know, we've been writing a lot. I've been writing a lot about the hotel industry this year. Of course, it's taken a huge hit like restaurants has. Um Business is still struggling, so my prediction is that at least one of uh, the projects that have been uh, announced, one of the major downtown hotel projects, will be canceled at some point in 2021. Just because they're saying that it'll probably three to five years before the industry comes back, and I feel like some people will just stop. Either they won't be able to get financed, or they'll just say like, "Hey, this is just not the market Mm -hmm. that we want to try to build a hotel in." I don't want to go so far as to say that an existing hotel will close. I think that's certainly a possibility, but I do think it's it's fairly likely that one of these big hotel projects that we've written about downtown it's in development will probably be scrapped at some point. Yeah, that's worrisome, Marty took my you thunder. might be right.
0: <laughs> Did, oh, was that one of yours,
2: Jason? I was actually going to go so far as say one will close. Ooh, one of the downtown oh, hotels is going to
6: close. I will say that will not shock me if it happens. So yeah,
0: It depends. But. Maybe I don't see Omni or downtown Louisville Marriott or Galt House or anything closing, but I could see a smaller one like the I can't think of the one that's on like Jefferson Street, but it's it's not near as big as those other ones and those are kind of like anchors, so uh, papa
3: john's so, econo lodge yeah definitely the papa john's <laughs> econo lodge
0: it's <laughs> off preston i think um uh let's see here so i'm gonna count that as you go in, jason you want to elaborate on that a little more uh, oh well it's
2: kind of tied to something else i was thinking about and it's it kind of was inspired by a um, conversation I just had with with shay and marty about a project we're working on down the line and it's it, it's a little depressing but i i think you know looking at the cuts in, in, in revenue that the city is taking in terms of, you know, uh, you know, property taxes and, you know, income tax and all, all kinds of related taxes that I think there's are just going to be more, more layoffs, um, you know, at the, at, at the blue Metro government level, it's just because of so much of the revenue has dropped and we're trying to cut back and, and, and save, Save some some revenue, and unfortunately, I just think um, you know it's 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 going to lead to more layoffs, and it's kind of tied to the you know the, the hotel, the the revenue there that they're they're uh, they're they're seeing the, the lack of you know bookings, and I think mm-hmm. it's kind of has a snowball effect. They're all related, and so yeah, unfortunately, I think that's that's going to happen. But
0: all right, I'll give you a much more upbeat one. Uh, <laughs> Please, <laughs> I think Top Golf will start construction and will get finished. Uh, uh, it'll start construction the reason i think that is because uh we did like i mentioned on the show a few weeks ago uh we had um a judge uh in the appeals court side with a lower court uh this to allow that project to go further so i don't think the legal challenge goes any further uh and i think top golf will look to seize on what has been pent-up demand uh for entertainment this year and we'll try and uh and get some of the projects that they had in the pipeline going i think louisville would qualify as one of those projects and we will get get that going to to be built out at the uh, oxmoor center so brooke you predicted it wouldn't happen last year i'm predicting it will happen this year just to uh just to shake things up but um but also i felt like we needed some optimism because uh, a lot of these things are, are pretty a little depressing again a little depressing
3: again uh, that's something
4: to look forward to too you know like last year i predicted it wouldn't happen but and it that came true but hopefully your prediction comes true yeah i'll say
3: it
0: gets started because i'm sure it takes a while to build one of those uh probably takes 18 months it takes so. 18 months yeah that's so. the standard time to build anything 18 months so uh i think maybe it breaks ground in the spring and then uh you know next summer we're we're playing golf at top golf so uh anyway <laughs> sorry my cat's very rude there uh <laughs> walking into the frame like that but uh i'll uh i'll uh move on to haley haley you said you had one more
1: yeah i have one more and it's optimistic it's positive mm-hmm. unlike some of my other ones um and some of the other ones but Uh, building off of what Jason said, you know, kind of on how Louisville has this opportunity, um, you know, in technology and that type of thing. I think there was a big emphasis on, you know, growing Louisville's tech workforce um, last year. And well, I'm talking now, it's 2020 still, but in 2019, there was a big emphasis on building up that tech talent pipeline and um, that type of thing. And I think next year, um, in 2021, it's going to be uh, Re energize that effort because um, the future of work uh, was basically kickstarted. The future of work is current, <laughs> is now um, because of all of these companies that have shifted to remote work and the pandemic and um, all of those types of things. So I feel like that's really going to kickstart technology as well as it could bring in tech talent to Louisville because with so many companies going remote. People are going to be like, well, if I could live anywhere, why would I live in San Francisco when a down payment on a house is half a million dollars and I can't afford that? Why don't I go to Louisville where I can, you know, buy a house and live comfortably and do fun stuff without, you know, hurting my bottom line? So I think mm-hmm. there's going to be a surge of tech capable people coming into Louisville that could really help the city.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people, a lot of companies too, are getting tired of the high real estate prices in some of those markets. So. Uh let's see. Uh Brooke, why don't you go next?
4: Mine is less optimistic um and more of kind of a sad one, but I think that we're gonna see a major shift um kind of going off of what Haley just said about remote work um in commercial real estate um for offices in our city. I think that a lot of people are realizing that um we might not need as big of spaces. Um and, you know, maybe you're, you have a hybrid work from home and also in an office staff but you don't need as much space, or maybe you reconfigure what you have, mm-hmm. um, for more office space type things. Um, so I really think there's going to be a shift in, in that kind of like office commercial real estate market. Um, so that's my prediction. I
0: was kind of thinking, uh, the same thing. I was thinking maybe we'd see one of the office high rises convert to 50% apartments or something like that because Mm -hmm. it just does seem like there's going to be less demand for space. Um, Of course they'd probably charge too much. Um, (laughs) That's my continuous gripe. Uh, Sarah, why don't you uh, give us another one?
5: Yeah. Well, um, I think that we're going to continue to see, this is kind of positive. Um, I think we're going to continue to see a lot of cool uh, projects, businesses, organizations, and like general innovation out of the West end. Like um, especially like Russell, there's a lot of really cool projects and developments going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's just going to gain more momentum. Like I, I really feel like it's, it's going to burst, you know, with uh, mm-hmm. cool businesses, lots of stuff to do. I mean, obviously COVID isn't uh, helpful and, um, you know it's not going to dramatically change as soon as we uh as soon as it hits midnight on january 1st but i feel positive about that um gotta gotta feel positive (laughs) i i I don't want to um do any negative predictions because it's almost like speaking evil on (laughs) on stuff i don't want to do that so i'm going to speak some positivity (laughs) on some stuff instead very
0: nice yeah there's um key projects that are coming along over there with especially the yeah the Norton, uh, facility that's sports, uh, sports and learning, uh, center. So that, um, that, that's a big project that we'll probably see next year too. So, uh, how yeah. about you, Shay, you, um, you moved kind of on my, on my grid and my zoom grid. I don't know what happened there, but you moved a little bit, but, uh, <laughs> what you got?
3: I got knocked off the call. So I oh, okay. had not enjoy uh, <laughs> just as, yeah. That's so this year, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> following up on what Sarah said, we'll be exploring um, some of those initiatives in a cover story coming up in a few weeks. So you can look for that. Um, I'll have another positive one. I think that um, sometime in 2020, uh, the uh, Louisville uh, Regional Airport Authority will land a, another prominent uh, direct flight. Uh, last year, Los Angeles was the big one. Um, and I, I just think that airlines will be looking to re some of the money that they've been losing this year and once air travel kind of returns to uh, more of a full capacity type of situation that you know I know the next kind of uh, coveted uh, location or destination is Boston so I'll say that say that uh, we get a direct flight to Boston in 2021.
4: Yeah. Make that happen, too. I want that to happen, too. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah, make uh, <Speaking> it into existence.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you Manifest your destiny.
0: <laughs> uh, Marty, what you got?
6: Uh, yeah, my, my last one, I think, is, is positive. I think um, the NBA will commit to expansion this year. Uh, mm-hmm. they, the, the NBA commissioners already acknowledged that they're exploring it as of like a couple of days ago. So I think they'll commit to adding two teams, and I think Louisville will be on the short list of the five cities that will be looked at strongly to add a NBA team. Now they'll still have to come up with the money, but uh, you know that would be one hurdle out of the way.
0: Yeah, that would be great, man. I would love that. To would see be NBA. awesome. <laughs>
4: like, shut up and take my money. I'll go to that.
0: <laughs> yeah, the money's the problem. Uh, how much is billion like a billion,
6: billion, a billion five? Dang, oh, you know, it's fine, so, Jeff and it's like you're, on, you're
0: getting man. a deal.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeff Bezos, come uh, invest in mobile, built my team. <laughs> yeah. so.
0: We'd love, yeah, I'd love to see NBA, uh, especially with all the woes U of L basketball has been facing uh, with the, uh, it seems like the NCAA just hates us and, uh, <laughs> and it's just going to keep <laughs> cracking down on us. So I think uh, it's time to, time to just say, let's go pro, but uh, it, all right, well, there you have it. I think that was 12 predictions from us for next year. Um, if I counted right. And there's a good chance I didn't. Um <laughs> So look for those. We'll try and revisit those a year from now and see what we got right and what we got wrong. And uh, I think that's it for this week's show. So I'm going to uh, go around the room and uh, you guys can uh, let folks know where you can be found online. And that way you got people can uh, tell you if they agree or disagree. Uh, Marty, I'll start with you on this.
6: Yeah, you can find me at BF on Twitter and also on LinkedIn, so got any news tips? Hit me up one of those places.
3: Nice. Uh, Shay, how about you? Yeah, on LinkedIn, I'm becoming more active there. Just my name, Shay Van Hoy. And actually, I was lucky enough to get my name as my Twitter handle back in 2009 or 11 or whatever it was when I signed up for Twitter. So it's at Shay Van Hoy. All right. And Sarah?
5: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at bflu Sarah and hit me up on LinkedIn. I'm Sarah Shadburn and I'm super active there.
4: Brooke, you can find me on Instagram at, at @btimmons26 and you can find me on Twitter. I don't tweet, but you can find me
1: at, at @bflu Brooke. <laughs>
0: uh, Haley,
1: you can find me on Twitter at bflu Haley and I'm on all the other social medias as well.
0: All right, and Jason.
2: I'm on Twitter and Instagram at ScoopThomas Thomas, and LinkedIn under my name Jason Thomas. All
0: right, I've been known to post an instantgram or two <laughs> at DMan3001. <laughs> you can find me there, or on Twitter at BF Lou David, or on LinkedIn. That's all for this week's show. If you like what you hear, uh, please consider subscribing on popular podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Radio Public. Thank you, co-host, and thank you guys for listening at home. And uh, we'll see you in 2021. Bye. See ya.